Shall we begin? Let's begin now. All right, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Frankly Francisco podcast. Today, I have a special guest. I like to call him the hardest working man in the podcast game. I compare him to Kevin Hart. He's always doing something. Uh, this dude posts four or five times a day, constantly recording. Uh, he's starting to grow his following huge. Um, I like to introduce everybody to Smash from Bet the House Podcast. How we doing, Big Smash? Man, you already know, man. Um, I told you this off air, man. I I dig what you're doing, man. So I appreciate I appreciate this. Uh, man, I had to record. I you know what? I actually had to slow down on recording. Now I record maybe four or five episodes a day. That way the rest of my week is is pretty free. Because mm-hmm. I used to record every day. And then the missus was like, oh, so you 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 just married podcasting, huh? <laughs> so, you know, I had to I had to slow down with it. So now I only record on certain days. So, but uh yeah, man, I, I just I love doing what I do, man. I love this podcast shit. So we both married and it's the same thing, man. We, you know, when you get into this business, we get caught up in wanting to build our stuff up. But at the same time, we have to find that balance between home life and, yep. you know, podcast life. And it can be kind of tedious sometimes. Like my wife is my, basically my producer. She takes behind her photos, pics and everything. And she handles a lot of my social media stuff. Without her, I wouldn't be able to do this because I just don't have the time. My wife, my wife became my co-host. Yeah. When er- yeah I when see that. Yeah. When everybody said no or they was too busy. She was right here. So, uh, man, they when we when we truly they truly say uh, behind every good man is a good woman. Hundred percent. That shit is definitely true. So let's give the audience a little background on yourself. When exactly did you start the podcast game? What got you interested in the business? Well, I wanted to be a rapper at first, but I felt like. Nah, man, it's 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 too much. You know, it's the 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 rap game in Chicago is very saturated. I'm from Chicago. If you're not a drill rapper or somebody with like a huge huge following, it's really really tough to do something from Chicago because they expect bang bang, you know, in in the music scene. So, um, when I found out about podcasts, I was like, oh, it's that easy. I mean, I talk shit all day. It's like barbershop talk. So it was like, oh, that's it? It's just talking? And I was intrigued by it. And then um, I ended up being a a special guest host on this guy's podcast. And, you know, the fans was loving it. They was loving uh, me. And, you know, the, the plan at first was for me to be a permanent host. But then I guess, you know, when you when people start venturing off from what the show is really about and start drawing on to me, I guess they were trying to make me like a a, a, a main star of the show. And that wasn't my intention. That's just who I am. So got to the point where I know, nah, man, we, we just gonna have you come on every so often. You're gonna be you're gonna be a special guest. You know, we don't wanna uh they thought you was taking their shine. Yeah, we don't want to oversaturate, yeah. you know. So after that, 
that opened up my eyes and it was like, yo, I will never put myself in this position again. I will never follow rules on somebody else. I could do my own show. Yeah. And I had a show. It was going to be called I Said What I Said. And then them same people went off and told one of their partners. And one of their partners took my name. Took my name, man. I had promo and everything. I was ready. It was ready to roll out. They took my name. They went and got it trademarked and everything. They made it a fish, turned into an LLC. And I was like, oh, ain't this some shit. So, and that was my first lesson about the game. Trademark your name. Get some type of paperwork on your name, on your brand. That was my first lesson. So, when that happened, um, I had already was doing the music. And the, the music company was called Smash House. And I was like, okay. Well, I'm going to put everything I got on this. Everything I'm with, all my money, all my time, I'm betting on myself. So that's where bet the house came from. It just means just betting on yourself and rolling with the results, whether you win or lose. So uh, all of this took place about two years ago. We just uh, we just did our 200th episode. So, you know, that lets you know how, how hard I be recording yeah. because um, – we started off an episode a month. And then like from now from like last year, I had did a hundred episodes, and that was in like uh September. So from last September till now, I just been pumping them, pumping them, pumping yeah, them, pumping it, them. It's amazing how you do that. Like for me, man, like my goal is just 52 episodes a year, one episode a week. Uh, because you know it, it it's tough, man. I just don't have the time. I enjoy doing what I do. I just don't have the time. So my goal is 52 podcasts in a year. This year was a little rough for me because I had COVID. I was out for a while. So it kind of threw everything off. But I enjoy doing this. I'm glad you straight, though. Yeah, yeah, man. Glad you back. Yeah, Yeah. it was touch and go, man. It was kind of scary there for a while. But, you know, it's a lesson learned, man. I got Mm -hmm. make sure I got myself together afterwards, man. So this situation like this, again, my wife don't have to worry. You know what I mean? Everything's taken care of. But for you, your podcast is an interview podcast as well. But your what I like about your podcast is is your podcast is raw. Like you don't mm. like you guys don't care. You guys are not scripted. You guys say whatever comes off the top of your head. And some people might rub the wrong way, and some people might not. So who is your target audience? Who are the people that you are trying to target? Well, I think I think with I think with podcasting, like look, if we put so much time into it. We put so much effort into it. We put so much money into it. Then it has to be coming from the heart. It has to be authentic. I can't make a script or worry about who like it and who don't like it. I feel like my show is a variety show. So it's for everybody. Not everybody will get it and not everybody has to like it. But we we keep it we keep it real. I feel like this. It's like this. If you watch your favorite basketball player all your life and you feel like, oh, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, for example, Michael Jordan's the greatest. He's the greatest player to ever touch the game. Okay, cool. And then you meet Michael Jordan and he's nothing like he is on the floor. Mm -hmm. You'd be crushed. You'd be you'd be hurt because you feel like everything Michael Jordan said or did on these commercials and movies was a lie. So. I try not to I try not to be 
so much different than who I am off off camera. I try to be that same person because I never want anybody to come up to me and be like, "Yo, you ain't that same person that you that you're supposed to be." I mean, it's different levels. It's different levels. I mean, think about it. When you get when you go to work, when you work your nine to five, you put on your business voice, you put on your best help and all that. But then when you get off work, you get to be you. You get to relax. If you from wherever you from, you can relax and chill out and, and you know, stuff like that. So my target audience, I think it's just anybody who's willing to listen. I don't we talk about everything. Sports, music, relationships, sex, love, women, men, coach. We 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 touch on everything because I feel like we have something to offer for everybody. So I don't really have a target audience. I just think we are something for everybody. And that was by design. I wanted to make sure we covered all our bases. I wanted to make sure everybody, and that's why, honestly, my my men and women, my percentages is the same. It's 50, 50 a piece. Went, and that's the first time that's ever happened to me this year where it used to be 47% women, 51% men. 47 women uh women men it it kept going now it's at 50 50 and i feel like um i feel like that's what i'm going for i'm going for where women and men couples and single people can listen to this show and get something from it so that's my basis. So we're we're essentially independent contractors. We're trying to build a business with this, with the podcast game they're in right now. And we're trying to do. You've been doing this for two years. So for you, I know everybody wants to be profitable sometimes. For you, what has been the biggest pain point for you when it's come to being uh, being a podcaster? And what what's the biggest pain uh, pain point? What has been the biggest struggle for you in order to move to that next step of of starting to make that revenue the way you want to make that revenue? <laughs> I think. I think what you said, my rawness, um, which is kind of sort of why I've turned into more serious topics because this this season, I'm in season eight, and it's been more about having more serious topics because I've had quite a few people come up and tell me, yo, I want to do some business with you, but you just don't know where you fit, what, what lane you're in because – it's always uh so raw, so over the top. So, you know, I don't know which lane or so um I had one guy and and this is this was the turning point for me. Uh his name is uh Conversations with Lamp. And uh he told me, he said, Man, I would love to get you on my show, but I don't know what we would talk about because my show is a little bit serious and we deal with serious topics. We don't too much do the ha ha he he and to me that opened up my eyes on how i do my shows now because it's like yo i can be serious and i can be funny so it was like okay that to me opened up my eyes so no i i feel like i feel like my time is coming i do but i feel like in order to to do that you have to give people a balance and if you're only giving them uh, the humor side of you, then you're missing out on a whole nother demographic. You know, you're missing out. So that was the basis of why uh, things changed. I wanted things to change. I wanted to be able to fit in everybody lane. My thing, my biggest problem was if I felt like I was doing something good, I got bored with it. Like, mm -hmm. oh, 
okay, well, I mastered this. Let me, okay, I'm a, I did the comedy. I mastered that. Let me go master the relationships. Okay, yeah, I think I did good enough on that. Let me go master, you know, the drama and, and, and talking about sports and talking. Let me go. So, no, I, I had to switch it up. I said, I, don't, I, I didn't want to just be good in one lane, but I also didn't want to just be mediocre either. So, to me, it's a balance of, and and I know, like I said earlier, we all, you like you said, you all, we all want to make money, true enough. But if you get in this game and that's the first thing that you think about is making money, you're already losing off top because you ain't going to make money overnight. I'm going to tell you, unless you Joe Buttons or Joe Rogan or somebody, Celebrity, you, ain't gonna yeah. make no, you ain't going to make no yeah. money overnight. It's, 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 a, it's a marathon. So um, I ain't made no real money off this yet, but it's coming. I feel like it's coming. My my best is yet to come. That's how I feel. Well, I think it's I think everybody's goal is is eventually to be profitable doing this. But right. like you said, if you come into this wanting to make money off top, then you're in the wrong business because this mm-hmm. so this is about passion, man. And I yep. and I see it with you a lot. You're I mean, you're everywhere on, on IG, man. I see you I see four or five posts a day. You're doing five. And I like your style of interviewing because you do you don't do just one. You interview multiple people at the same time, which is unique mm-hmm. because a lot of people don't do that. I don't do that. So like right now, what we do is we do a one-on-one. So this is right. my preferred style. This is how I, I see myself suited for this. You, on the other hand, you hold multiple conversations with multiple people. Now, if I was, it was in an in-person setting, that might be a little bit different. I'd be a little bit more comfortable doing that. But for me, one-on-one seems to work best for you, for me. So what got you comfortable doing that recording with five or six people at the same time? I wanted different people to have different relationships with other people that they never had relationships with. Gotcha. Like, um, I realized that when I first started, I had nobody to rely on. So now I take my relationships with other people and then I put them with other people who who I also have relationships with. And then I watch them grow and they link off. And then that links off. It's like a big family tree. Like, for example, I came in with a lot of different podcasters and then... Now I sit back and watch all of them network and put together like uh, the ladies, uh, three of my favorite people, uh, Red Lipstick Vibes, uh, uh, Grown Grown Ass Folks Pod, and uh, Pillow Talk with the T. Two of them had never worked with each other before. But then now they are all evolved and they're working with each other and they're growing and I didn't turn into their own little show. So I sit back. This is what I wanted to do for the game. I wanted people who I felt when I go into these collabs, I'd be like, okay, well, yeah, you'd be good with her and he'd be good with you. So let's put that together. And then the conversations turn beautiful because what it is, is you are getting four or five different perspectives about different things like um we just did an episode that just dropped this week about paying for a woman's drinks in the club not knowing knowing if she's willing to have sex or if she even finds you interesting enough to have sex with so we had four or five different perspectives about that and those are the kind of conversations i i enjoy so to me i prefer i could do the one-on-ones i love the (laughs) one-on-ones but I feel like you get more out of that when you have different voices and different different views and opinions. So it all works out together. And then plus you watch this big old family tree 
stretches branches out. So now the podcast game has legs. And this person knows this person from way over in New York, knows this person way out in Cali. Detroit knows Memphis and Mississippi and all that. So, yeah, this is why I did it because um, I it used to just be me and my wife. But then it was like, yo, I got a lot of relationships with a lot of people. Let's put that together. Let's make something beautiful and watch it, and watch it grow. And that's what I'm doing. So perfect segue. Perfect segue. So we try to build with the known podcast community. Mm-hmm. But sometimes <laughs> it's like crabs in a barrel. Mm-hmm. We try to we try to step all over each other. We try to cancel each other. We try to we don't the networking turns ugly. And there's cases where people stop getting along because of petty stuff. Why do you think that is so heavy in the podcast community? Why do you think other people like everybody should be able to shine? So I don't understand why we have there's so much animosity. I'll tell, tell you why. People are not confident in in their their they're watching other shows mm-hmm. successes. They're watching other shows announce how many followers they got, how many episode milestones they got, uh, how many special guests or major guests these shows have got, and then they feel like, damn, I'm I'm mad as hell because that should be me. And my whole philosophy has always been when people reach them milestone episodes or the milestone follows or get them big time guests, I'm never in the background mad at you. If anything, oh, I'm going to pick your brain. I want to know how you made that happen. But then you have people, not everybody thinks like me. Right. And I don't think like everybody. You have some people who feel like, oh man, they podcast ain't shit and they shouldn't be doing this and they shouldn't be doing that and how they do this instead of taking the time to Learn is so much envious and jealousy in the podcast game right now. And it kind of makes me mad because, again, we are all dope. We all have our own visions. We all have our own ways of doing things. Imagine what we did if we put it together. I take it back to my movie, my one of my favorite movies, The Warriors. If you look back in the beginning of the movie, he had all these gangs together. And he was going to make some boom. And then wasn't hating ass dude in the, in the gang, couldn't stand. He loved chaos. He loved confusion. And he popped my man, and then that started a whole wave of bullshit. So that's what it's like to me. It's like I feel like, man, we are, we are so fucking dope, all of us. A lot of us do things that nobody ever thought could be done. So it's like it's so much uh animosity nowadays because everybody wants to be on top but in order to get on top they feel like they got to step on the next person neck they feel like they got to step on and i speak off this off experience because i was that person i was that person i told y'all how they did me i wanted to squash them every every time they dropped the episode i wanted to drop an episode every time they made a topic i was gonna do a topic but i was gonna be better with it yeah and that's how that's how I was. But then I learned putting too much energy into that. That's way too much energy. That's way too much energy. It was like nobody wins that way. So I don't know, man. I started, I got a black podcast conglomerate. Um, it's with a bunch of bunch of different podcasters, and we all felt like it's bigger than it's bigger than bullshit. So um 
this is why I build the relationships that I do because I like to maintain and keep peace. And I don't think anybody around me, any podcast that I affiliate with, um, that affiliate with me, they all love each other. And that's the beauty of it. You just got to let people know from the gate, hey, look, we building something real over here. We're not building hate and bullshit. Like, um, if your numbers are down, we finna figure out how to get everybody numbers up. We finna figure out how to everybody work together. Um, we finna collab. We finna do this. We finna support. We finna push. Uh, tell me how this episode would sound to you type stuff. So I think that's what it is. It just takes a few bunch of like-minded people to put some shit together and stay on that course. Because, But you got to understand, not everybody's going to be on the same view as you. Because a lot of people are going to feel like, hey, man, my show is better than yours. I don't need to be on this level with you. I don't need to do this. I don't need to do that. I'm telling you, I've had people come tell me, nah, man, your show ain't big enough. You know, I got 10K followers. Your show ain't big enough. That don't mean anything. They probably bought half those followers, man. Exactly. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, that don't mean 10K people are listening to your show, chief. Not at all. So just because you got followers don't mean your show is get get because you're not you realistically I don't I don't I don't I don't judge other people's numbers but it's like if you had 10k followers you you should be definitely looking looking at at a money deal some kind of way because sponsors love that type of shit when oh, you yeah. get you know when they can see that you getting ten thousand downloads and listens. Yeah, they love that shit. So, and the funny part is, it's not even about. In all reality, it's not even about the downloads. It's more about like they care about who's following you on on the social media platforms. Your podcast can be absolute trash, but if you got two hundred thousand followers, but your your downloads are garbage, but you still got those type of followers, you're gonna get sponsorship deals because they see you have a following on there. You know what I mean? But a lot of people now, like I said on my previous podcast, we've got money. They just buy their followers. They buy their likes, their views. You know, it's a, it's a way to cheat the system. But then to me, that's disingenuous. I, and I think right now in the community, there's a large black podcasting community, very large. OK, yep. now where where I get a little bit perturbed is, is when we just had the uh, the black podcast awards. That just passed. So I asked a lady, I'm Hispanic. I said, am I allowed to to to, to enter the, the Black Podcast Awards? And she's like, well, if you're not Black, then no. I'm like, most Hispanics, a large majority of Hispanics have well, African descent. This is why, now I also, I'm going to tell you my problem with them. And, this, and here I have a problem and then I had a solution. The problem was they were charging people $35 per category that they submitted to, right? So they probably had thousands and thousands. A lot of my friends, my podcast friends had submitted to this. So they probably had thousands and thousands of people submitting, but they only took like three or four shows. Now, the problem with that is I felt like, and no disrespect to none of the shows, but I felt like I know off top, every category, I know at least two or three shows that should have been in this category. And that was just off of me, off of my knowledge, because, you know, I do the Bet the House Top 50. I listen to shows. I know that, yes, these shows are great, but I know they're not better than this show. And y'all really didn't give consideration. And a lot of people felt that way. So when they did that bullshit, I'm going to be honest. I was I was perturbed, too, because... I was in one, I, I submitted one to one category and the people that they picked over me, I was like, 
nah, chief, that ain't it. So I was telling my wife, I was like, you know what? We should do our own awards. And we don't have a limit on what race or what color or what age or anything anybody can enter. You can enter and submit, and we're going to make this shit big. And that is exactly what we're doing. We're doing the Bet the House podcast awards, and it doesn't matter your color. All I want you to do is just bring your best and have your best show, and and we're gonna we're gonna keep it as 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 uh real as we can. We're not. I'm not. I'm not here. And my submissions are only a dollar per category. So we're doing something totally different because I hated how that whole thing went down, and you wasn't the only one. I had a couple of friends who are not black get told the same thing. And that's what pissed me off. It was like, yo, um, BT has had white rappers and white uh, singers and stuff in their category. So what makes your award so different? You know, and that's the type of shit that I'm talking about, how you will shit on the people who probably really, really support you because you got to think about it. A lot of these podcasters ain't supporting shit like that. So you are shitting on the on the other races who probably would benefit and bring more to the table than some of these shows who just looking to get their name out there. So, yeah, that shit pissed me off, too. I, you're not the only one. I heard that. I, I, I got a lot of friends, man, so I heard that, too. And it kind of pissed me off that, that I kind of felt like that was some racist-ass shit in a way. But again, when you have people, you can't tell them how to do their yeah, their, it's their business. business. Yeah, that's their business. Yeah. So I'm gonna do my business, and I'm gonna shake the land up, and it's gonna be lit. And that's just well, how we're doing it. Well, I think it's gonna do very well. I think I mean the inaugural is always gonna be you got to get it out there. You're gonna have enough submissions. People are gonna go out there. So give me a little bit more details. Is gonna be are you like is there gonna be All a, so a right now, award? Right now we got uh we got thirty categories. Okay, we sending out real trophies. We sending out real trophies. I'm I'm working on that right now as we speak. Uh, submissions you can enter as many categories as you like. They are a dollar for each category. Um, the only thing that I'm requesting is you email me at bettheHousePodcast at gmail dot com. Three links to your best show. Three episodes of your, uh, your uh, three of your best episodes. That means the quality is good, the audio is good, the content is good, and then I have uh, ten people that are that have no ties to the podcast world at all. They have no ties to none of us, and they're gonna sit here and they're gonna listen, and they're gonna have a ballot sheet, and they're gonna pick, go down these categories, and they're gonna pick and decide. On what, and then we'll tally it up, and those have a many will make the, to the finalists, and then they'll pick a winner out of that. We're gonna be fair. We're not gonna be all bullshit. And and this is what I like. I have uh, I'm working on a couple of promo commercials, uh, to really get the ballots, and you'll know how the ballots and everything work. Um, and then we're rolling out January third, twenty twenty two. That's when we're going to do it. That way it's at the beginning of the year. That way everybody will have another year. It's going to be virtual this year, but I hope that when the world gets together and whatever and the numbers go down and all that, then we can finally do something and bring people together and make it yeah. a real, real affair. So we're just going to – we're just taking it step by step right now. But it's going to be big. That's how I, That's how I feel. I think sometimes we got to start out – 
start out like what you're doing now. Start off, you know, somewhere that people can get together to feel like they are part of something special and get acknowledged for it. I think we don't, there's not enough acknowledgement in this game. You have things like the Webbies where you have to pay $400 just to, to make your submission in there to get an award. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, mm-hmm. there's plenty of places where you can submit, but there's categories. You have the black podcast awards. You have the Latino podcast where to me, they just needs to be a podcast show. It, it doesn't have to be black. It doesn't have to be Hispanic. Everybody. Right. If you're good, everybody, if I don't your shows good. It's good. You don't have to be to me. That just, that creates separation. That's just me, man. It creates separation. I think we should all be acknowledged for how good our shows are together. It shouldn't be in separate, you know, different race and category. And I understand why I kind of understand why they do it because they want to, you know, show excellence to, you know, black podcasters and Latino podcasters. But I think some of those things are, are, are shrewd, too, because they're not really showing love to Hispanic. I don't I don't my podcasts are not in Spanish and the Latino. Um, a lot of the Latino awards is for Spanish speaking podcasts. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm Puerto right. Rican, but you know what I'm saying? I'm still Hispanic. You know what I mean? Exactly. But, it's like the problem with Hispanic stars, like sometimes we fall in the middle. We're not black enough to be in the black crowd. And then we're not white enough to be in a, you know, because you have Latinos that are white Latinos. You know what I mean? They're yeah. like, they're fair skinned. Like we, like guys like me who are in the middle, fall in the middle because, you know, I got um, melanin in my skin. I'm not light enough to be on that side, but I'm not dark enough to be on that side. And I think that there's a mis- uh, miscommunication, misconnect in this community, man, that needs to get bridged. And I think something that you're doing like that can help bridge that gap because you're being very inclusive with everybody. Yep. I agree. I believe we got to stick together and do what's best. And the only way we'll really ever, ever really get any type of uh, traction is by working together, is by growing together, is by, hey, uh, color doesn't matter. Um, who you roll with doesn't matter. Your gender doesn't matter. Your sexuality doesn't matter. Only thing that matters in the podcast game is the content. Okay? And I, I, I could care less about any of that because I have worked with everybody. Like, since the beginning of January, I've worked with over 120 different shows in some kind of way. Wow. So I just feel like I just want to work. I just want to work. I don't care about... Uh, your weight, your age, your gender, what shoe size you wear, uh, who you land with. I don't care about any of that stuff. I feel like I just want to see you win. I just want to see you. I could charge an arm and a leg like these people are doing, but it's like, for what? Like, it's it's not like it's nationally televised and we all over the world and we yeah. got major sponsors or some shit like this. So after you win this award, your life is going to blow up and you're going to get million-dollar endorsements. No, none of that. So I just feel like, man, this is just my way of showing my people that I appreciate y'all. And we're going to keep winning. That's it. It ain't, it ain't about who's on top. It don't matter about who got there first. It matters about how many you bringing with you. And that's how we doing it. So- I can't. I can't yell at get to the mountaintop and have a conversation with myself. It's like I'm echoing back to myself. No, I want to have five or six more people or 600 more people up there with me. And we having all type of conversations, a big ass party on this mountaintop. So we're closing out the year, man. So what are your expectations for you closing out? What are you wanting to do next year? What is a big thing that uh, Bet the House wants to accomplish going into the new year? Uh, man, um, 
The biggest thing I'm working on right now is the awards. In the next year or so, I hope to have a television network. Something small, but with that network, it's going to be full of podcasts. It's going to be all podcasts 24 hours a day. That's that's my next move. And the reason why I'm so geeked up, because I'm on, I'm on a television network right now on Roku, Grind City TV on Roku. Nice. Every, thir- every Thursday night. So I get tips from her on how she did her network. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it take a lot of money. It take a lot of time. But it's something that I'm looking forward to. Where do other Other than that, where do I see us? I see us continuing to be uh, the alternative when you're tired of listening to the, the politically correct, the uh, fall in line and know your place as podcast. <laughs> I feel like we are the alternative to that because I am not going to kiss your ass to get you to listen to me. Honestly, right. I'm not. I feel like if you're going to listen to me, just know that you're going to get it from the heart. And then, um, I don't know, man. I got a lot of spinoffs. <laughs> uh, my lady is coming out with her show. My kids are coming out with their show. Um, I'm doing a web series. Uh, that's coming out. I think I was telling you about that the other day. Uh the wire meets family matters. Yeah, yeah. Call it the house. <laughs> no. So, um, so yeah, I think, uh, I think that's just what it is. It's just to get my producing on. I want to fall to the background. I don't want to be in front of the mic forever. So I feel like, uh, within the next year, I'll be fully entrenched in the background. I'll be executive producing and coming up with ideas and putting stuff together. So I think that's that's where I see me in a year. So I see a lot of big things for you in the future, man. You keep grinding out, doing things that you're doing. Before we jump off, let everybody know where they can find you. If you have any merch, go ahead and plug that. Let everybody know where you are. At the House Podcast on all platforms, YouTube, uh, Spotify, uh, Apple, wherever. Wherever you listen to your favorite shows at Bet the House Podcast. We got a Patreon, uh, Bet the House Podcast. Um, and... uh. Shout out to Francisco, man. I, I I dig what you're doing, brother. For real. Um, I only really listen to three three shows that do interview style shows, and you're one of them. So, congrats to Appreciate you and that. all that you're doing over here. Um, and yeah, man, just check out Bet the House. We are different, but we are real. You will never say that we was faking with you or we told you something that wasn't that we didn't feel. So that's it for me. So, Big Smash, thank you for coming on the show. Everybody, you can follow him on IG. His link tree is on there as well. It'll take you to all his sites. Uh, continue doing what you're doing. You're always welcome on the show, man. We can always collaborate. Vice versa. At a later time. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much. Thanks, folks. Everybody have a good night. Take it easy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.